0: I've told you all before that I didn't grow up going to church. I didn't, didn't grow up in a religious home. We had a wonderful home. But was religion really wasn't a part of our, of our family. And, um, um, but even back then, I could feel, looking back on it, I could feel God wooing me into relationship with him. I didn't know that's what was happening at the time. But as I look back on it now, that's exactly what was happening. And I'll, and I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. When I was their age... Um, I hated Sunday mornings, and I 'll tell you why I thought I hated Sunday mornings. Most of you are way too young and you don't know this, but back in the day they didn't have entire networks dedicated to cartoons. Did you know that? Oh, in fact, it was only on Saturday mornings that we had, that we had cartoons. So on Sunday mornings because we didn't go to church. I was just bored out of my gourd and I just hated and it just felt like the day the morning went on forever and ever and 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 I always thought that the reason why I hated Sunday morning was because of that. But then something magical would happen right around noon for me. I would start feeling better. My whole continence would change and I I think okay, I'm okay now and I didn't know why. Um but now looking back on it when I thought it was I was lacking cartoons what I discovered, what I was really lacking, was, was you. I was missing the fellowship of believers. I was missing worship. I was missing Jesus. And that sense of, of missing something and not really knowing, being able to put my finger on what it was that I was missing, kind of really accentuated during the Christmas season. I love Loved and love everything about Christmas. I loved Christmas cookies, right, Dave? Cookies. We. I love Christmas cookies. I love all the decorations, the caroling, I, the presents, right? I mean, who doesn't love getting presents? I loved all that. But even when I was a kid, even then, I had this sense that there was more to it than just that stuff, right? Now, since then, I've wondered if those of you that grew up in religious homes, if, if y'all could relate to that. And as I was thinking about that question this week, it struck me, well, I've been in a Christian or religious home now far longer than I was in a non-religious home. So I know what you feel. And I this is what I know about us religious people. I know that us religious people um, can easily fall into the trap of not associating our religion with a relationship with God. In fact, in some ways, what I've discovered is that um, that trap is more dangerous for us religious people than it, was, than it is for non-religious people, and I'll tell you why. Because when I was, when I was those kids' age, and I knew something was missing, I knew something was missing. What I discover about us religious people is that we often try to substitute our religion for that thing that we're missing. And it's a terrible substitute. Now, don't misunderstand me. I'm not suggesting to you this morning that religion is a bad thing. I'm not suggesting that at all. We'll talk a little bit more about that later on. But what, I'm, what you must understand is that religion without relationship is a very dangerous thing. And I'll show you what I mean by um, sharing the Christmas story with you, okay? A portion of it, anyway. If you have your Bibles, open them up to Matthew chapter 2. This is, this is part of the Christmas story, Matthew chapter 2, and um, that's on page 960. If you didn't bring your Bible with you, that's okay, because we've got lots of Bibles here. And it's on page 960 of the, uh, the, pews, or the uh, uh, church Bibles there. So you can open it up to that. What you'll discover is right here at the very beginning of Matthew chapter 2, we find the, one of the most familiar parts of the Christmas story. It's the part where the wise men, I knew this story even before I went to church, where the wise men led by a star came in search of the newborn king. Everybody knows that, right? So in this portion of the Christmas story, we have two primary characters or groups of characters. We have the wise men, as I mentioned a moment ago, but in this part of the story, there's another character that plays a pivotal role, and, and he is Herod, the king. Now, what I, I want to um, pause for just a second and give you a short synopsis of those two. Uh, the wise men. We know, uh, in, in, if I were to give you a character sketch of the wise men, they were kind of like the scientists of their age. Uh, they weren't um, what we would call religious, at least not in the, in the typical sense that we would think of religion. Um, if they did have a religion, it was their studies, right? It was their studies of the stars. They believed that the, it was through the stars that they would find wisdom or that they would find direction in life, okay? Okay. So we have the wise men on this side, and then the other primary character in this portion of the story is Herod. Now, Herod would have fit more into the traditional religious person mold that we would think of, because Herod was a Jew, and um, the identity of the Jewish race was wrapped up in their religion. So we have King Herod, who was, and and by the way, King Herod was literally the king of the Jews at that time in history, which is a very important part of the story as we go forward. So here we have these characters. Now we can turn here to Matthew chapter 2. In Matthew chapter 2, starting at verses 1 and 2, it says this. It says, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem, we all know that part of the story, right? Um, it, Herod was the king at that time. That's a very important part of the story too. Jesus is born in Bethlehem, and it was during the time when Herod was king. And it says that these wise men from the east came asking. Remember the, the character profiles I gave you. These wise men, these scientists, these non-religious folks from the east came asking who? Herod, the religious, traditionally religious person who is actually the leader of these, this traditional religious movement. The wise men from the east come asking Herod, where is this the king of the Jews that has been born? For we have come to worship him. So what we have here is these uh, non-religious folks in search of some religious answers they they're searching for something here but they don't know they know that it's that they, that from the stars their study of the stars that something special is going on but they don't know exactly what that something special is or or where to even find that something special so they as non-religious people go to some uh, a particular religious person who is King Herod right for some answers that makes all the sense in the world doesn't it That's that's exactly what should happen if you're a non-religious person looking for religious answers, you should go to a religious person, right? But if you know the rest of the story, you know that that choice or the decision to go to this particular religious person was disastrous. A whole generation of little boys was lost because they chose to go to this particular religious person. And I want to stop right there for just a second and let that sink in. And then ask the question, why? Why was it so disastrous to go to this particular religious person? Listen to me. There's, I could do a whole sermon series on this, but I'm going I'm to boil it down to one phrase for you that you can take home with you. The reason why it, was, it had such a disastrous result is because religion... Without relationship, almost always leads to ruin, to disaster. Religion, without relationship, almost always leads to ruin. Think about that. Because Herod failed, he, had, he had, his whole identity was wrapped up in that in his in who he was as as a, as a Jew. But because he's, he, he failed to connect his religion with a relationship with God, he didn't really want anything to do with, with it. And, he, and in fact, he was doing his very best to snuff the whole thing out because his, his religion was, was threatening his way of life. And I'd see that happen a lot, actually. Uh, you've heard me say in the past, you've ever heard me say I go from preaching to meddling? That When when our religion begins to impact our our everyday lives, that's when we go, wait just a second here, I'm not sure I signed up for that. And here this, this newborn king of the Jews, That this special thing that these non-religious people were recognizing was happening, but they didn't know where to find, that, that special, beautiful thing was threatening Herod's way of life. So, Are you saying that this, the, that this newborn king that is prophesied has come to replace me? Ain't going to happen. And I'll go to whatever length necessary to make sure that that religion doesn't mess with me. He's not the only one that does that, by the way. I fear that a lot of us religious folks do that. We fail to connect our religion with a relationship with God. Now, again, I mentioned earlier that I'm... Please don't misinterpret what I'm saying. I'm not suggesting to you that religion is a bad thing. Religion is the systems or the traditions or the structures that help us to be in relationship with God. The problem is, is that we religious people sometimes substitute the religion for the relationship, and that's not the way it's meant to be. In fact, if you have to choose one or the other, choose the relationship. If your religion, if your church is is threatening your relationship with Jesus. Run away from your church. You didn't expect to hear that from the pastor this morning, did you? But I mean it. We've been, um, for those of you who are guests with us today, we our sermon series for the Christmas time here at Prairie Bible has been uh, an unexpected Christmas, or finding God in unexpected ways this Christmas season. And I, I intended to share with you this morning some uh, unexpected things, and I want to share uh an unexpected suggestion with you today before we go back to our music I, I first of all i want i I want you to throw yourself I hope you thoroughly enjoy the the christmas traditions the religious Christmas traditions. Uh, of the season, and because they're wonderful. Like I, I hope you're thoroughly enjoying this beautiful religious Christi- Christian Christmas music that we are sharing today. I hope that that you that this has enlivened your spirits, but don't allow yourself to fall into the trap of substituting this religious stuff for this relationship that God so desperately wants to have with you. God so desperately wanted to have relationship with you that he became one of you 2,000 years ago by becoming a babe born in a manger who would grow to be a man who would die on the cross, who would rise again on the third day in the hope that you might choose to be in relationship with him. Now, some of you maybe think, well, I don't even know how to do that. Where do you even start to be in relationship with the creator of the universe? Well, I'm going to, again, because I'm a simple person, I'm going to boil it down pretty simply for you today, if you're wondering. It starts by recognizing that you're a sinner. We all are. It's not very politically correct to talk about sin and being sinners and that we're broken, but we are. It's the truth. And it starts, if you want to have a relationship with God, it starts by admitting that, confessing it, and then asking forgiveness of the one person that can actually give it. And his name is Jesus. And then that Jesus who, who came to be one of us, who died on the cross and rose again, when you accept him into your heart as Lord and Savior, you become part of this beautiful family. And it fills that void that is was was within me what back when I was a little boy, and I knew that there was something missing, but I couldn't quite put my finger on it. That's the something that's missing. It's a relationship with Jesus. It's not religion. It's a relationship with Jesus. Somebody needs to say amen to that. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much um, for, for reminding us of that unexpected truth and that unexpected part of the Christmas story that reveals that truth to us like a, a, a jewel that has been lost or hidden in the ground and is suddenly unearthed. I pray that this Christmas season, Lord, your Holy Spirit would move in the midst of us and, and through us Um, as we practice our religion that we might live into that relationship because that's going to be the thing that changes us, that changes our friends, our families, our co-workers, and it changes the world ultimately. Not the religion, but the relationship that you desire to have with us. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.